Today on Ovius and Gilio, we did the show live from Enlo's football field, 50-yard line. Hey, look, ESPN does not have a monopoly on bringing a show ahead of a big-time football matchup. It's Enlo's homecoming. They're taking on Broughton. We'll talk to a double eagle, NC Central basketball coach Lavelle Moten. An Enlo grad will drop on by. We'll also get into the current state of the Carolina Panthers, where Cam Newton was brutally honest about what he has seen in Charlotte so far. Big thanks to everybody who has followed, subscribed on YouTube, left us five stars, left great reviews. All those things help us immensely. And also big thanks to Carolina Athletics. They are back home Saturday, October 7th. The Tar Heels are 4-0. Talk about vibes. The vibes in Chapel Hill are immaculate right now. Limited tickets remain for that game against Syracuse. Reserve your spot in Keenan right now. For tickets, visit GoHeels.com. Or visit SeatGeek, the official secondary ticket marketplace of Carolina Athletics. OG. 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 Here we go. We're live. Let's podcast. Alongside Joe Giglio, I am Joe Ovias. We are not inside the Eford Studios no. today. We are downtown, though. But we always thank Empire Properties. And we always thank Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers Plus. Com. No, 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 no. We are at Enlo High School ahead of homecoming. They got homecoming tomorrow uh, here at Enlo against Broughton. My kids here at Enlo, Joe. Yeah. They're hyped about they got, this, man. They got two wins, too. They do have two wins. We're going to talk to <laughs> Ryan Clark, the head coach of Enlo, here in a second. We're also going to talk to Lavelle Moten, Enlo legend, Ooh. who might have the basketball court named after him here relatively soon. Uh, but, yeah, look, if game day... If, game, if college game day is going to show up to Duke ahead of the Notre Dame game, why can't we have our own game? Day? They ain't got nothing on us. Absolutely not. Are you telling me they're going to have these kind of signs? I don't think so. So I'm going to get, I'm going to bring up the second camera here as we go to the double shot. You'll see all the signs behind me. That, every, that way everybody can see them. There's a couple back there that you like. Right? I did. The no cap. There's a no cap? No cap. I like they're playing. They're, the they're playing the caps. That one's always good. What's a cap? There's another one, too, that apparently, what, Broughton is my base, but I chose Enlo. That was a good sign, too. I yeah, enjoyed that I, I think we need well. to talk to the head of the Eagle Club. Okay. Well, tell you what. So while, we'll I, get her. Uh, while I set, while I set this up, <laughs> why don't you go get okay. uh, the, the Enlo Club, okay. uh, the head of the Enlo Club, as we do a little live chaos here from Enlo High School. So we got a full show. We got a normal show that we're doing today. We're going to have your premature evaluations in just a little bit. We're also going to, again, talk to Lavelle Moden. Cam Newton was apparently brutally honest about all things Carolina Panthers and the wide receiver group that he has. <laughs> and uh, we'll get in all those types of things. But we're, before we do premature evaluations, oh, no, you took that out of there. It's fine. It's fine. This is all this. Is, <laughs> just hold the microphone and we're good to go and we'll be fine. So, Hi. Hold on a second. Let me turn on your microphone. That would probably be helpful. Hi. Hi. So you're the president of the Eagle Club? I am the president of Eagle Club. And your name is? Caitlin Allen. Hi, Caitlin. So you're in charge of these signs? Yep. I love it. Y'all are both named Joe? Yeah, All the really Joes. Easy. Cool. It's not that you can hear us. But. Yeah, don't worry about us. <laughs> we'll talk loud. Yeah. Yeah, don't worry about us. We'll be, we'll be talking loud for you. All right. So when you play the caps, that's probably the easiest sign to do, right? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. no cap? No cap. What's the cap? Capitals, like, think of something better. What's going on? You know, Eagles is the best. Cap is, like, the worst. So you go from the best to the worst, and yeah. it's 
was like, what's going on? All right, I'm with it. I'm with it. Are you happy that we got you guys out of class today? Yes. Yeah, that's yes. what this is about, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you pumped for this football season? I am. Wins, yes. Like right? the first game, I was like, are we going to 0 and 10 again? Like low key. But like, I'm proud. You know, I'm always going to cheer for the Eagles. And then we start winning and I'm like, like Makes we're winning better. this year. Makes and we're winning on Friday. Out. So we're going to be 4 and 2. All right. Calling are, it now. Are you a state fan? I'm a. Because mm. you got well, you got to have something in your background to be like, you know what? I'm going to be the president of the Eagle Club, even though we haven't won a football game. Like, yeah, that, I don't know. There's a lot I don't of pride know what it there. was. I love the Eagles. I think that's all it is. Simple as that. Simple as that. Are you a senior? Yes. All right. What What are your big plans? Um. Or is it, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I've been thinking about state. Okay. But I don't know yet. I know I want to teach. Okay. Awesome. Yes. I'm gonna apply to schools and see what happens. Put the signs on your resume. Okay, you can yeah. use me as a reference. Yeah, yeah I talked to Joe yeah. and Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll know. I'm gonna say it. it'll be available on YouTube. Joe. You'll be able to see it, and they'll I'll, be like, I'll, "Oh no, she no, wasn't my, kidding. She my was form will just be the link to this." Perfect. Perfect. Okay, yep. thanks. Thanks no for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. Great. I'll take that. I'll take that. Uh, as you know. The, the card table was not doing what I thought it would do, Joe. Okay. So what I'm going to do here is you, you talk for a second. Since we're we, live? Since we're live. That's All the right. beauty of live. You're the, you're the technical person? Yeah, you know, you know, I'm an extra engineer. <laughs> what? If you're the technical person, what does that make me? Uh, although I think I am the money person. And I think you're going to be really happy you know, with, you, you with... are You are the money person. I think you're going to be really happy with the golf tournament. The OG Golf Classic is next Friday. Okay. All right. We're going to have Sierra Nevada out there. We're going to have Eagle, Eagle Ridge. We got Tavern on the Green. We got food. We got prizes. We got all the great things. I'm, I'm really excited about the first OG Golf Classic. All right, so did I waste enough time? That's, uh, you did waste enough time. Okay. Thank you for vamping. You've learned a lot. You've learned a lot in this side of the business. All right. Let's go ahead and give you some premature evaluation. Let's get started. NC State versus Louisville Friday, PNC Arena, back-to-back -back Friday games. I don't want to have a debate about Friday night games or whatever. Okay. The spotlight's going to be on the Wolfpack tomorrow. They're coming off a win against Virginia that a lot of fans, as we've discussed this week, made it feel like a loss. And look, Dave Doran did his thing with the whole, like, hey, man, just be happy. I'm going to do my best about not cursing today since yeah. we're on a high school yes. campus. Perfect. Just be happy we won. If they do Thank you the, for reminding me, too, if, by if, the way. <laughs> if they do the same thing again against Louisville, they win. And it doesn't yeah. matter how they win. How salty is Dave going to no, be? No, I think it's a different part of the class, right? Because Virginia is the worst team in the ACC. Yes. And I think the way that they played in that game is why people reacted the way that they did. I'll say this about Louisville. They're 4-0 in their first year under Jeff Brom. I love their skill players. But they haven't exactly beaten great teams. Yeah. So I think... If my law kicks in here, I think NC State could win this football game. Okay. Okay. Let's get to the second game. We've got Duke versus Notre Dame. College game day is going to be on campus. They're going to have the chapel in the background. It's going to be a beautiful setup. I, I'm really, I mean, not really as good as this. But... I mean, things are going to be oh, tough there's to a drone. Oh, wow. Look, I'm telling you, man. we got everything here. We do have everything here. All right. So here's my thing. I, I understand that this is not – I heard Chip Patterson the other day cover three podcasts on CBS Sports. You know, the, the Clemson game was a good showing by Duke fans, but I will be curious as to what kind of home environment we're going to see 
on Saturday at Wallace Wade Stadium because we know that Notre Dame fans are just about everywhere. And we saw this at NC State back in 2016. Remember, it was the 50th anniversary of Carter Finley Stadium. They had record season ticket sales, but a good chunk of those were people who were buying ticket plans for the Notre Dame game. Some of them were actually Notre Dame fans. So I am curious about the crowd, but what I'm more curious about is I know what I'm getting at a Duke on Saturday. Okay. I don't know what we're going to get out of Notre Dame on Saturday. Meaning after what they did against Ohio State, can they emotionally bounce back? Yeah, because they're still processing what happened. I mean, did you catch the part where Marcus Freeman talked about we're never going to have 10 guys on the field again because we put some processes in place? Look, whoa, 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 whoa. A. (laughs) Math is hard. Math shouldn't be that hard, number one. Number two, why are you just thinking about this now? Like, look, I get it. Coaching is hard. The chaos can get to you. We're going to talk to Ryan Clark, head coach of Venlo Football, about this on a high school level here soon. But to me, it's like, it's not about process. It's about awareness. And I wonder if they're having, like, second thoughts throughout the week that maybe it's been distracting against Duke this weekend. I think if Duke's defense comes out the way that it did against Clemson, flying to the ball, making plays, forcing, you know, Notre Dame's offense to make plays down the field, then they're going to have a chance in this football game. If Notre Dame is able to establish that, you know, the, the front and their run game the way that they do and have been since 2017 against ACC teams, it'll be a long day for Duke. I expect Duke and Mike Elko to have this team emotionally ready. Yes. After what we saw... In the opener against Clemson, yeah, it can be hard to duplicate that type of effort, but not, you know, it's basically a month since that game. So I I would expect Duke to be ready and flying in this one. I think Duke's, I think the way this game is going to go, Duke will actually take a lead at halftime. Okay. And from there, it's going to be a test of Duke's strength and conditioning, which has been a big talking point throughout the entirety of this season, really last season. But I think people now paying attention to Duke are seeing just how ready this group is. But What is the one thing that Notre Dame consistently does better than any team in the ACC? Controls the line of scrimmage, both sides. why they've got this win streak against ACC schools. They control the line of scrimmage. It'll be a true test as to see where Duke is in that department. A good good milepost for Mike Elko's turnaround at Duke. Speaking of reloading the musket, Clemson played their best game of the year against Florida State. That was big. We're still Clemson energy. And lost. I know. And lost. Syracuse is one of those teams that historically has given Clemson some scares and whatnot. I am curious to see where Dabo is on this group, if they can come back and bring that energy after they poured it out and lost against Florida State. Yeah, I think Clemson's one of those teams statistically that you look at and you go, wow, because they did outgain Duke. Wow, Mm -hmm. wow, look at what they did against Florida State. At some point, though, your confidence does erode. This is a tough spot with that second loss already. I will give Dabo Sweeney credit, though. The last two years, they've been out of the uh, either playoff race or the ACC race. And they've still, he still has that team fighting. All right. To the NFL. We're going to talk about the Panthers a little bit later on. Um, They've got Minnesota. They're both winless teams. Yeah. Minnesota is on that razor's edge. Sometimes it slices to your win and you won 11 times like that last year. Yeah. Sometimes it slices the other way on that razor's edge and they've lost a bunch of games. Uh, They're both winless. Bryce Young did have full participation in practice yesterday, so I would imagine that Bryce Young is going to play on Sunday. Taking aside the fact of whether or not he should or shouldn't, I mean, we've talked about sitting him until after the bye week and they take on Houston. Yep. I think, I think, they, we're going to talk about this a little bit later on because I got some quotes from, uh, from Frank Reich. He talked about urgency. You should have had urgency from the jump. Yeah. He should have urgency in how he wants to go about the games. 0-3, 0-3, man. They, like, they can't get any more urgent so than something, that. Something's got to <laughs> give. A couple of those games in the NFL this week. Yes, so. something, something's got to give, for sure. 
All right, so we are broadcasting live from Enlo ahead of Homecoming. We've got uh, we got Broughton here tomorrow. Shout out to the Enlo Marching Band as well. Caleb is a part of the Enlo Marching Band. He plays trumpet. They're going to be previewing some of their show Ooh. at halftime. I, although I am going to get, not that I want to start controversy between Coach Ryan Clark and Robert Hunter, the band director, but I am always curious about halftime adjustments when the band won't get off the field. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, a couple other things to talk about. We've got Young Gun. New episode, The Walkthrough with Dimitri Ravanos. You can check out Young Gun wherever you get your podcast, And, of course, you can follow us on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate the five stars. We appreciate the reviews. I love screen grabbing those and putting those out on social media. And, of course, we have T-shirts as well. I'm rocking an Enlo T-shirt today. You can rock an Ovia's and Gilio T-shirt, which I have one uh, as a special gift here in a second. And you can go to breakingtea.com slash OG. That's breakingtea.com slash OG to buy your Ovias and Gilio t-shirts. Also, shout out to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority, Joe. Uh-oh. Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. You, you don't want to know what side of this rivalry our guy Hayes Lancaster is on, but that's oh, okay. that's right. That's okay. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. He's, he's the OG OG. And if you need to get the bugs out of your house, <laughs> need to get the bugs out of your yard, go check out Bugs Bite. Dot com, all kinds of great coupons and offers there because Hayes does such great work, doesn't believe in contracts. The work speaks for itself. All right, let's talk some more football, but of the high school variety. Enlo, head football coach Ryan Clark is joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Thanks for having us out, man. Oh, no, I really appreciate you guys being out here. It means a lot that you guys would take your time to come to your show out here. Our, we feel we have the best high school in the country, and to highlight it in this kind of capacity is uh, something I can't really put into words, and we really appreciate you all, and thank you for being out here. So it's a little sign of appreciation. We've got a Obies and Julio t-shirt for you. It's yellow. It feels like it the right goes, color. No, that's, that's it goes fine. with the Enlo, it goes I like with it. The Enlo I like green. It. I positive vibes that. only. I'm, I'm all for it. It's all it. about the positive vibes. All right, so let's, let's actually talk about those vibes. Yes, sir. Uh, when, my, when my older son was at Ligon, it was uh, 2021, eighth grade. He, he was brought over here with part of the marching band, so he can kind of get a taste of what the marching band was. So I, I attended a football game, and you had won one game in 2021, your first year. Yeah. And last year, being out here for a few games to watch the marching band, you guys came so close, so close. So many times. I saw some really tough uh, turnarounds. But this year, things seem to be clicking. It takes one win to get things going. So from where you got here in 2021 and, and how things are going right now, what is MO football? Um, well, MO football, to me, is one of the most important things I've been able to experience in my lifetime uh, with my dad being the head coach here and also being an assistant coach here and coaching in total for 20 years previous here. This is really my dream job. So to be here and to try to rebuild this football program is something our school and our community can be proud of is unquestionably one of the greatest highlights of my life. Um, you mentioned the one win we had. It was actually my first game coaching. We beat our rivals, uh, Southeast, Southeast Raleigh. Right. And uh, we struggled the rest of that year. And then last year we had some unfortunate things happen, but I felt toward the second half of the season, especially in conference play, we started turning a corner. And I, I thought that's really what kind of kicked us into the success we've had this year is kind of see those little glimmers of hope and success last year. And this year, our, our guys have been committed to working together and mm-hmm. building our football program the right way. And this has been a three-season process, and we're not done yet. we still got a long way to go. But we are extremely excited about the current position we're in. So I, I am curious. Enlo is a big school. Yes, sir. You got what? Over 2,500 kids here, yeah. right? 
And what did I, you get, sir? <laughs> Ryan, as if, as if, as if knowing when Ryan graduated from Enlo didn't already make me feel like a like an old man. Yeah. Now I'm getting called sir uh, <laughs> makes it even better. So you got about 25, 2,600 kids here. Yes, sir. Um, mostly magnet. And I've always wondered, you got, you got all that student population, but the football team has struggled to get traction. So how do you change it? How do you, how do you, cause you come from, you came from Gibbons. Yes, you had a, you, you were an assistant coach at Cardinal Gibbons. Yeah. I graduated from Cardinal Gibbons in 1997. Now different situations, private school, different kind of enrollment. Kids want to play football, might want to go there, uh, X, Y, Z. So how do you, you know, how do you get that message across of how important, important football is on the high school level and getting more kids to want to play football here? Um, I think it comes from all levels. Um, I'm extremely fortunate that we have an administration here, especially our principal, Dr. Jordan, who's extremely supportive of us and believes in our visions and believes in our goals. And she kind of can set the standard for the rest of the school and what's expected of football. And we buy in from the teachers has been great. And that they've supported the kids. We have them wear their, our players' jerseys on Fridays. Mm. Our players choose a, a teacher that they want to have the honor of wearing their game jersey for on the game days to kind of build that school community. And really the main thing is our players have kind of created an atmosphere in our locker room. That's something everyone wants to be a part of. And every, every year our numbers grow. When I took over this program in 2021, there was only 30 kids in the entire football program. Yeah. And this year we're, we're over a hundred. Um, so in two year span we've increased it by that much and that's a credit to our our players and our coaching staff for just building the kind of and it's cliche word but the culture and the atmosphere within our football program to be a part of it and want to be a part of it and our our school's taking that and we gave them some success a little bit this year and our school's really rallied around us and we're hoping to build on that as we go into homecoming tomorrow night and throughout the rest of our season toward our long-term goals what'd you do to celebrate your first win this year what did I do to celebrate my first win this year? <laughs> um, There's a smile. Your dad, yeah. you said your dad's a coach, man. It's, uh, I gave my dad a big hug. I shared a hug with my mom and some tears because it's just been a lot of work to get here. And then I, I just got to spend some time with some of my assistant coaches after the game, got to see my girlfriend after the game. So all those all those good things to celebrate the people that have been supporting me throughout my lifetime. They were able to be there and celebrate with them. And we've just been able to take that. And we want more of it. We're greedy and we want more wins like that. You're like Frank Reich and, and Dave Doran, though. You've had to deal with some quarterback injuries we last have. year. This year, knock on something. Yeah, not, not You're going to that dog don't speak that into existence. <laughs> Talk about some of, the, some of the guys who've made a difference for you this year. Yeah, um, we're, we're, we're still surprisingly really young. So we, we have seven juniors and sophomores that start on our offense wow. and about six on defense. So those guys have so really done a year, good job. We're, yeah, we're, in the, we're, yeah, talking we're a lot about building. Yeah, we're building on the right path. Um, our offensive line on offense has been our best position group, and it's someone we can really rely on. Uh, my core values are to run the football and play good defense, and we're going to run the football, and we can't do that without our offensive line. And they all do a great job for us. And then on defense, uh, credit to our coaching staff that has put some players in some good positions for them to be successful. And we're, our defensive line is another strength for us. So we're, we're excited that our best positions are our trenches. And the good thing about them is they're young. So we still have some time to develop and grow as a football program and grow them as people and keep going on the right track. Uh, the lines on this field are immaculate. They are. <laughs> I understand, though, you can't take credit for that. It, your, your dad must be like, man, I didn't have this uh, in my day. <laughs> my, my dad had one of the, like, when I was growing up, they had one of those paint machines you have to yep. use to mix. Yep. <laughs> and 
Like there was only like two people that could touch this field. And right now there's only three people. It's our AD, one of our assistant coaches. And then if we hire somebody to come do it. And this time we, it's been such a hectic week. We had to uh, go to a third party, but uh, painting the lines. It's, the lines, it's, it's part of the job, but it's something as a kid. Like I saw more arguments painting the field than I probably saw within a football game. Although I am curious, you don't have a lot of real estate here. No. in downtown Raleigh, and you got a lot of athletic teams. Uh, yeah. You got a pretty good soccer team. Yeah, uh, right uh, they're now. really good. Uh, shout out to Eli, Caleb's buddy. Yeah, uh, who's a goalie for the uh, for the soccer team. The grass is actually in pretty good shape, all things considered. That you guys are practicing. You've got other sports teams practicing, and you got my kid, grass. Yeah, you know, doing his thing with the marching band yeah, this... and all the equipment that gets drawn out here. So this is it's actually all pretty good. Yeah, people don't understand taking care of stadium fields like this. It takes it's a year long process. Yeah, I mean. RAD, as soon as football season's over, he'll start a process to get it ready for spring. Yeah. When spring's over, it's a rush to get everything ready throughout the summer and have men's soccer and football out here in the fall and then spring sports. I mean, it feels like every night there's something out here uh, competitive. So. Bra- Broughton's the homecoming opponent, but yeah. you said Southeast Raleigh was the rival? We had two. two. Uh, Southeast and Broughton would be okay. our two biggest rivals. Yeah. Why? Why? Not? Well, I mean, I get brought in the. What's up with Southeast? Is is it like a magnet? Southern magnet deal? Or? They're a magnet deal, but it's also. I mean, they're three miles down the street. Okay. So our, yeah, our football players grow up with their football players, and we have that competitive spirit. And like, I'll be honest, we don't like them at all. Okay. And um, <laughs> but we respect them. But like, Inlo and Southeast, we don't get along. Inlo Broughton, we don't get along. Respect goes uh, mutual respect. Sure. But, uh, we, we don't really no, 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 care no, no, for no, no. Southeast or Broad. It's it's a common theme on this program. It's the old Jeff Bustelic that he got he learned from Jordan. You uh, show respect. Yeah. Don't don't compare me to Jeff as uh, <laughs> let's, let's not do that. Wait, 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 where is it? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's all you got to know. Yeah. Well, they already owe you for getting them out of class today. So Yeah, they, they do owe me. <laughs> Our football players, uh, will, they better give me a good practice today or we'll have some problems. But... All right, so I am. I am. There's high school news that's been dominating the, the local headlines, and and I'll admit that um, it's something that just kind of recently came on my radar. Oh, uh, you got politics. It's not. But I'm just curious how it impacts you. you no, know, no, I'm I, saying that politics has yeah. entered this conversation. In, in this conversation. That, that's what the change is trying to be. So I, you know, I, I texted uh, our old colleague Nick Stevens uh, over at High School T, uh, James Alverson, who's yeah. part, who I used to work with. Great uh, who's, people. Who's part of the North Carolina High School Athletic Association. And I just hit him up. I'm like, can you explain like I'm five? What, what's going on here? And I got a basic understanding of what's going on. It's Julia's point. Yeah, politics. For as many times as people want to get on our case about not talking about sports, I'm like, oh, look at this. We have politics yeah. involved. I'm not, I don't want your opinion on that. What I want to know is on the ground level, how does this impact you? How does this impact the division? How does it impact high school football in particular? Yeah, I mean, high school football in North Carolina has made so much progress over the past 10, 15 years that mm-hmm. things like this concern me that it's going to halt progress or we're going to change paths. And that always takes time to rebuild whatever path we're going to do. But in my opinion, it's one of those things to where I'd prefer people that have athletic administration backgrounds make decisions on athletic related things. And I I think we're getting to an area where people that might have their athletic experiences haven't worked on a high school level. So 
when you set guidelines and ideas for what you want to work toward, you got to have some kind of experience about how to run a high school athletic department in general. Yeah. And I mean, we, we, we see that a four a 4A school like us compared to a one, a school in rural North Carolina, we're going to be, we're going to function different, but we have to move the same direction because we're all one part of one association. Yeah. And so, it worries me that we're going down a path to where it's going to affect a lot of kids mm-hmm. and a lot of people. And I just hope we're making the right decisions for the high school student because that should be the first priority and the only priority in my opinion. Best of luck Friday night. Enjoy it, man. I know you've seen the other side of it, so it's yeah. nice to have some success. It is. It's nice to celebrate with your family and your pops. Nice to celebrate with your oh, team. Yeah. So awesome. Continued we, success. We appreciate you guys being out here. Yeah. Go Eagles. Uh, look forward to a great night game tomorrow night. All right. Ryan Clark, he's the Enlo football coach. We appreciate his time. And, again, if you're watching on YouTube Live, uh, by all means, you can hit the comment section. And we might even get to some, hey, Joe, this is your favorite part when we do something live. Yeah, we can actually bring up the YouTube comments yeah, yeah. while we do some uh, some hate oh, stuff. I know they brought the eagle head. <laughs> we're, I was going to say that eagle head's coming for me at some point here, uh, and I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we can get we can get uh, we can get Caleb out here to play a little mixtape. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick little break. Here. And we want to shout out Breeze Through. Uh, hit up Breeze Through. All across the Coach. triangle, all across North Carolina, where there's one right outside PNC Arena that you can go check out. And uh, they got all your tailgate needs. Maybe you're going to that NC State game tomorrow. Hit the breeze through on your way. You'll be good to go. Did you get your coffee this morning from Bruce? Uh Dark Roast. Yeah, there's one over here on Pole Road. Yes. Not too far from not here over far. at Inlow, So Not too far. And if you're not going to the game, but you're still trying to do like a tailgate thing, hey, Butcher's Market can help you out. Head on over to your local Butcher's Market. they got locations across the Triangle. They also have a location out in Wilmington. they got our friend's Groove Wagon available yep. at some of their locations. So you can get A little yourself, two for one. Yeah, you get yourself a steak and cheese and then chill with some Groove Wagon. Just relax. <laughs> or relax. Get, all, get all the tailgate needs uh, there at the Butcher's yeah, Market. hot dogs for tomorrow night, for the tailgate tomorrow night with Rand. I'm excited. Nah, the Butcher's Market cool. hot dogs. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. All right, let's keep things moving. Love having an Enlow legend here in the house. It's Lavelle Moten, NC Central head head basketball coach. Lavelle, what's up, man? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing, man? It's been a while since this we is checked. crazy right here. Yeah, I love this, right? <laughs> yeah, this is nice, nice, nice. Now I know you keep up with uh, I know you keep up with Enlo uh, a lot. Brian was telling me, well, hey, you got the Central Court being yep. named after you here soon, right? Mm-hmm. Well. You're going to get here, too? It's supposed to be a surprise, but I, I think they start here <laughs> first. And no, no. Then... We like breaking news here. On the <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't heard anything from North Carolina Central. I haven't heard anything about it. I've okay. heard about them, okay. but I haven't heard about North Carolina Central. Right, so, just, Central, just... if you're listening, then. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just, I just understand that certain courts might be named after you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I take it. We so, see you every day, by the way. There you go. On, on uh, not Dawson, but the, the Salisbury. Yeah, and Salisbury. Yeah. You're, you're out the window from our Efrid Studios. Yeah. Man, I get tagged in that a hundred times a day from people that walk by, and they tag me like I ain't seen it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen it a million times. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's for nice. you. It's nice. From where you're from, man. I know you try to claim some Boston in there somewhere, yeah. but <laughs> you grew up here. Right. And yeah, this, this is home. your school, this home. And, and to see the way that the community has embraced you has to. Yeah. Mean something different to you. It's dope, man. Um, man, my my story is is absolutely crazy. I know tomorrow Enlo plays Broughton, but 
you know, I think this high school changed my life forever um, because in my neighborhood, all of the basketball legends went here. Mm-hmm. Um, although I didn't attend the middle school that all the basketball legends went to because I forged my mom's signature and transferred. So I went to Daniels Middle School. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so the first two weeks there, it was like a culture shock. And I was like, Mom, I don't want to go there. She was like, nah, you, you transferred there, so you're going to finish it out. The feeder school for, for Daniels was uh, Broughton High School. And so when I came out of Daniels, I was a quarterback, too. So it was all these high schools recruiting me. And they basically said, look, you can be quarterback and point. I was small at the time, point guard. And they're like, the ball is yours from day one. And so I had a decision to make. But the only school that never recruited me was in low high school. And everyone told me, they like, look, if you go there, man, like, it's going to be tough. And you got to run five miles a day. Mm-hmm. before practice. I said, what? <laughs> and I made the decision to come to Enlo because I knew I needed that discipline in my life. And it's the, the decision that forever changed my life. All right. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers, shall yes. we? Yes. It's not pretty, but they keep, they, I but mean, they'll find a way. Isn't that, isn't that what it's all about? Because I know you always do your off-season visit. Yeah. You go visit Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Right. Uh, and I know you posted. You're pretty photos. cool, but Mike Tomlin's the coolest coach you've ever met, right? That's my man. Yeah, man. yeah. He, he's incredible. Yeah, he's incredible. See, but Joe and I sit here and we wonder sometimes, like, how long is Mike Tomlin going to be cool with no offense? <laughs> I know you talked uh, to Joe. Make him disrespect <laughs> this guy, man. Don't make him do it, man. It's um, you know, you know what? It's certainly not the offense that I saw in training camp. Yeah. I thought this was the year that we really take our jump. We got some pieces. Um, first two games, it was difficult because we played two top-notch defenses, sure, yeah, so they're yeah, not yeah. going to make you look good. Um, obviously, we could have looked better against against them, but you know, I, I thought Kenny was. This would be the year where he take his sophomore, you know, leap Jump. and. and yeah. Uh, you know, we had Najee in the background. We improved the offensive line. Pickens, I went I went up to, to training camp. The first thing Pickens told me, he's like, Coach, you should have recruited me for basketball. And meant every word, right? And yeah. So he's, he's making plays and just jumping over people, and he's telling me, I told you you should have recruited me for basketball. So he's amazing within itself. I think it's in due time the parts going to start coming together. Um, you know, our, our last game against the Raiders, they came together a little bit, yeah. right? And so... I think we want to peak a little bit later <laughs> than we do. Right now, I just take the victories and start that's, adding them up. It's best to talk about this after victories than losses. This, this is a coach who knows not to. See, he got <laughs> mad at me when I said Sean Payton never should have insulted Nathaniel oh, Hackett the way that's that he did. The, that's coaches the don't talk about yeah, other coaches that way. You don't that's do that. You know, I mean, come on. It'll come back around that mountain. Courtesy. Yeah, it'll come back around that mountain. And so sometimes you get coaches who think they're so – great at what they do that they really control in this game mm-hmm. and you got to be humble enough to say look i can draw whatever on this board but it takes the athletes and the players to go out here and execute it at any and every level and if you don't have that that little fancy playing gonna work so mm-mm. all right to that end and lavelle moton's hanging out with us nc central head coach and low legend i love dion mm-hmm. i love what dion's doing mm-hmm. i think it's uh he's he's brought a lot of casuals into college football but I can tell that people are mad. At Dion. People get mad at Dion <laughs> yeah. for doing stuff. He's yeah. essentially brought social media yeah. and the attention economy, which is what college athletics is always yeah. about. I figured you would appreciate this because I know you're active on social media. Right. I know that you use your social media platform to mm-hmm. bring attention to Central and what you're trying to build. Dion's doing it on a on, on the prime time level. I mean, yeah. Everybody knows who Dion yeah. is. What do you think of like the way people have reacted? to that attention that he's bringing to Colorado and himself. 
you know, I I don't think, to be honest, I don't think it's the American way for people to accept anyone that comes across as braggadocious, egotistical, and, you know, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's a complete contradiction because they want you to believe in yourself, but if you believe in yourself too much, then they, they try to humble you, right? And so the world didn't like Muhammad Ali telling you what round he was going to knock you out in, right? And so they don't like Dion flashing his smile and doing what he does, and it's, it's been a multitude of other guys that they really didn't like. But with Dion, I tell people all the time, like, he's been doing that ever since I was introduced to him. Yeah. I was probably 12 years old, and I saw Clemson playing Florida State, and I saw this dude walk back and tell the entire stadium to get up because I'm about to run this punt back. And they kicked it, and he did it, right? And so I think guys like that are pretty anointed, right? And I think they know they're anointed. And when I talk to Dion, we, we have – phone conversations like he really speaks as if he knows God has touched him to do certain things in life like that's his thing and so he's not going to be humble about it and I just don't think in the coaching profession you know we've had a certain image on the sidelines and so he's kind of changing that the Which same way yeah the yeah. same way he changed cornerbacks making mm -hmm. money right if you're not a quarterback you have to thank Deion Sanders for getting you money and bringing attention to that. So whatever he's done, he's always made it turn to gold and amplified it much more. And I, I just don't think it's it well with a whole lot of people. I'm so actually going to bring up a tweet really quick because it actually ties into something you just posted with a graphic. Mm -hmm. I got people who love me because I'm me. Mm -hmm. I got people who hate me for the same reason. Please yeah. understand, I'm completely comfortable with both. Deion's completely comfortable. You got to be comfortable with both, right? And so he's he he knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and he's it doesn't matter what he what he's doing. He's bringing attention and fanfare to college game day. So now it's not only benefiting his program, and to be honest, he's really recruiting. Yeah, He's just selling it. It's yeah. just every time those cameras on him, it's just a commercial for him, right? So it's, it's free advertisement. It's free recruiting to that next recruit that's considering, hey, instead of going to the SEC school, I can make my way to Colorado and go through the same thing. And, and I think coaches aren't fear of that because if you're a wide receiver, if you're a cornerback, then – He's arguably the greatest football player ever. So why not go learn from him as opposed to a coach who's just now doing it and came up through the ranks as a GA? I'm not saying this because you're sitting across from us. I've made this point before. It's harder to coach MIAC basketball than it is to be Urban Meyer and go to Ohio State <laughs> yeah. or Florida and just have better players. Yeah. On a nightly basis, you play against teams who basically have similar talent to you. Right. So right. you got to outcoach some you, people. You got to outcoach a whole lot of people. And I don't think Dion got enough credit. At you get, you get enough credit that people are like, "Hey, this guy," but not enough to be like, Lavelle Moten should get the Georgia Tech job, right. should get the Wake Forest job, right. should get the NC State job, right? right. That gets held against right. you somehow. I, and I think uh, newsflash: you're black. You know, right. Dion's right. black, and people don't like some of that. Right. right? And, and we've talked about the co-signing in the past. We've mm -hmm. had those conversations before. You, where you need somebody. To, yeah. to give you that endorsement, yeah. and that, yeah. that 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 becomes kind of a problem. But I'm not sure he got enough credit at Jackson State. Yeah, because they weren't not. good. Absolutely, they were not. not good before he got there. Absolutely not. Like it's, it's been a long time since Walter Payton. Absolutely been there. not. And that seems to be the thing with, with black coaches. Um, you know, it's difficult to coach against the stereotype. Yeah. And we all know the stereotype. We know the elephant in the room. Um, just look at it historically. You know, from HBCU coaches, I think in basketball, only four coaches since 1978 have been promoted to a Power Five job coming from a, a, a HBCU. And that was 
John Cheney went from Cheney State to Temple. I think Jeff Capel uh, Senior mm-hmm. went from A&T to Old Dominion. Um, Anthony went from Norfolk State to FIU and uh, Sean. Sean went from Mississippi Valley State to Moorhead State. Those are the only ones that I can think of off top, right? And so when you're mentioning black coaches, you know, people put these they have these undertones associated with it, even on these national platforms, sure. right? Who They have a large following and they put these undertones out here saying, oh, he's just a coach's, a, a player's coach. Sure. Or he's just a motivator. Or, right. Rolls the ball out. Can recruit. He, yeah, he can recruit, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So much energy and da-da-da. He, he can re- really relate to the players. And, and for so long, that's been our position on staff as an assistant or as a lead recruiter. But whenever they're talking about X's and O's and, and schemes, they don't necessarily give us the credit that we ultimately deserve. And so it's hard to fight against that stereotype. And so, man, I'm here to try to break it. So Lavelle Moten hanging out with a central head basketball coach, Enloe Legend. We're at Enloe High School for homecoming. Good to bring you back yes. for homecoming, which is awesome. Glad yeah. that everything worked out because you just, we had training camp just opened up, right? Mm-hmm. For y'all. Yeah. Season's just right around the corner. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, you know, to Joe's point about the MIAC and, uh, levels of it's, basketball. It's a dart throw, man. Like yeah. Every, every game. It, it, yeah. I, I know and you, you know I'm kind of coming about that from a gambling yeah. perspective. But, <laughs> I mean, the truth Draft of the matter team. is, you're looking at it, you're going, man, dude. So what, what, I, what I'm curious about, you've, you've been in the trenches with transfers for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And college football coaches are in a constant state of complaining and trying to get guardrails and everything else. Now you're dealing with it on a completely different level because Mm -hmm. there's only so many players that you can have on your roster. Absolutely. But how do you, from somebody who has lived with transfers, Mm -hmm. both guys leaving for another program and then having to replace some XYZ, how do you, are you comfortable with the current state of things? Are you just used to it by now? I come from a place, man. I was born in a place where you just had to adjust on the fly. Right. So, I didn't come from Utopia where we had an opportunity to be privileged. And, like, if you went and looked on top of the refrigerator and it was a loaf of bread up there and you looked inside the refrigerator, it was some butter, and you looked in the cabinet and you saw some syrup, then your mind said you can make French toast out of that. <laughs> Most people would complain, ain't nothing to eat in here. I was like, nah, we got some French yeah, toast you, that we're going to prepare. So You sound like my 15-year-old. It's like, we just have a bunch of ingredients. Yeah. You, know what you can do a set of ingredients, can do, You right? can do some things with some ingredients, man. So I, I just think that's one of the things about coaching, especially in this ever-changing world. You have to be able to evolve, Yeah. right? So I was heavy in the transfer market when it wasn't popular, and people was criticizing me years ago for that. And the reason I did it was because um, I was reading Will Smith's book, mm-hmm. and in the last year, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. In the last year, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, he was offered a million dollars per episode, and he turned it down because he wanted to go to the big screen. So he had his manager at the time, Benny Medina, who's the real life Fresh Prince of, of, of Bel Air, and he said, "Man, give me a list of the uh, top five, top ten highest grossing movies of all time." And he got him the list, and he studied it all, the entire summer. And what Will Smith found out from that list was that the highest grossing movies all had something in common. They was like non-fiction well they were sci-fi non-fiction and they all had an animal in it so that prompted him to take uh independence Day, right and so now his his movie career catapulted so when i got this north carolina central we was making the transition from division two to division one the average margin of defeat for us was 41 points a game we were getting beat by 41 points a game so it was crazy so i asked kyle server get me the 
top 10 MEAC champions of the last 10 years, and I studied it, and what I found out is that the oldest team in the league won it eight out of the 10 years. Yeah. So my recruiting approach, I had to, I could be stubborn and say I'm going to do that, but I had to deal with the facts. So I just started recruiting Juco guys and heavily, and that's how we've been ultimately successful. I don't want to reveal my secrets, but I think I just did. <laughs> well, I, you know, it's, I think other coaches. Is Kobe a little guy? Poopy? Yeah. 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 Follow my footsteps. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's here, man. It's, it's here. Um, but to your point about teams being older in college basketball, I mean, we're kind of seeing that now at the Power Five level, too. You yeah. know, teams that are making a run or surprising in the NCAA tournament are yeah. these older squads. The last, I, I think, is about to fade to black a little bit because I, th- I think what you're seeing is the residue of the COVID and the pandemic. Yeah, sure. Where these guys had five and six years, they're 28 years old, and I'm like, good Lord, how do you play basketball? You know, so um, a lot of programs benefited from, from COVID. Yeah. So when that happened, the following year, either you had a veteran roster of experience coming back or you were depleted. And if you were depleted, then you wasn't going to beat the veteran roster. We were depleted at that time because we we went through it and COVID hit us for 69 days. So we should have canceled the season, but I didn't because we were shooting the uh, ESPN documentary with Chris Paul. So I right. was like, man, let's just try to get through it. We were awful. Like it was, we had four people at practice every day and it was just bad. <laughs> How do you, I was going to say, the the names, going back to Dion, it's like when I talked to Dion, you just mentioned Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. How's that work? You know somebody who knows somebody. They <laughs> yeah. get on the same page. You, the radar. you know everybody. I bring up a name and you know. <laughs> but you you know what? Like it's. I told somebody this the other day. It's like it's really by happenstance. Um, I met Chris Paul. I've known Chris since Chris was probably eight or nine years old. Right? He just became famous. Mm-hmm. But um, a very good friend of mine. Used to date his babysitter, <laughs> right? And so I don't want to say the, the guy. <laughs> and so we would ride the Winston. He's like ride up with ride the Winston with me. We was probably 18, 19 years old, and his babysitter um, used to keep Chris and CJ. Yeah. And in the room, it would be Chris and CJ, and I was like, I play with you know what, what we gonna do and that like that. So I've known Chris since he was actually this tall. Yeah. Um, and then Chris introduced me to Dion. Mm-hmm. So it's the craziest thing. John Calipari introduces me to Mike Tomlin. We just sitting courtside watching a basketball game. Right. And I had on a Steelers hat or something. And, and Cal was like, you know, I'm from Pittsburgh. I said, I didn't know. I didn't know Cal was from Pittsburgh. And he said, man, you and Mike would be, y'all would make great friends. So he called Mike and Mike was like, man, I already know who you are. You need to get up here, man. I've been following you. And that. And so we've Good talked and now our family's going on vacation together. So it's, it's always crazy. been. I love that. Happenstance. It ain't been. I got this. Uh, don't sell yourself. This short, halo though. over my oh, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, now. don't Come sell on. your personality. Although, you, know, you mentioned you mentioned that documentary with Chris Paul. What what has inspired Chris to tell these stories? Because he's been very active in getting these stories told. People are like, oh, he's a Wake Forest guy, Man. but he is elevating HBCUs. Yeah. Why? You know his 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 entire family attended HBCUs. His mom, his his father, his brother, right? And then he was surrounded. So, you know, he's in Winston. So he spent a lot of time on Winston-Salem campus when the days of big house games. And so he understands that impact. And culturally, uh, he attended basically every homecoming from Winston. Even though he chose, you know, to go to Winston, uh, to go to Wake Forest. I think what happens with every basketball player that I know, when they get to 30 years old, it's almost like, 
a revelation comes about, right? It's like a light bulb goes off. They're mature enough to understand the dynamics and they probably made decisions that they thought was best for them. And in a lot of cases it was, but they feel like they would just treat it as just they were a basketball player and not, they didn't get the ultimate college experience, right? And so they recognize you at these Power Five universities if your banners, if your jersey's in the rafters. If not, then you didn't get into college life. And I think Chris understands that. So he just sought out to tell a story, right? And he's one of those creative dudes. You know, he was the president of student council and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So he's always had hobbies and other interests. And I just thought film and television was one of those things where he wanted to gravitate. And so what better story to tell than the HBCUs? Before we let you get out of here, what, what road trip are you looking forward to this season with your Eagles? We start off with Kansas. So... Nice. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it like that. <laughs> they should be preseason number one. Yeah, number two. yeah, yeah. Yeah. No they, pressure. yeah, no pressure at all. So we got five guys out due to injury right now, so I ain't looking forward to nothing. I, I'm not even looking forward to practice tomorrow right now until these guys get healthy. But it, it'll be great, um, you know, with Coach Self. And, um, you know, him and I got a, a, a great relationship. And it's actually for the John McClendon yeah. Uh, game, right? And so McClendon had ties to Kansas before he came down to North Carolina Central. And, um, you know, me and Coach been talking ever since I connected him with a kid down here, Devontae Gray. And we've heard of him. Yeah. And so, speaking of Broad. Yeah. Yeah. Broad from my neighborhood, too. So, shout out to Tay. And he's always been grateful. So, he was like, man, we got to play. And I was like, okay, let's do it. I thought they were losing a lot to the transfer portal, so I said, let's play. So we signed the contract, and then they go get Hunter Dixon the next day. I'm like, hold on, man. Like, like we we got to breach this contract next year or something. But I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, I'm always up for those challenges, and, you know, what better way to test your team than walking. Anytime, anywhere, man. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, Lawrence, Kansas, right? That's what it's all about. Look yeah. on, man. Appreciate the time. Man, you guys are the best. Thank you for having me. All right. That's Lovell Moten here hanging out at Enlo. You can just go ahead and put the mic down. I put that thing on mute. Let's get to some ads. Show. I, it's Lavelle Moton trying to dap me up, and I'm the worst dapper of all time. It, it really is. It, it really is a problem. As I'm doing things live here, hold on a second. Ah, there we go. I have to bring these. It's. I'm, bear with me, folks. It's okay. Joe, Joe it's okay. is Joe is trying to console me as I'm doing things okay. live here on YouTube. We usually do live yeah. to tape, but I'm outside my environment, so things are thrown off just a smidge. So let's talk about State Farm. I need yeah, you need sec- a little coverage. I need a little coverage right security. now. Security. I need I need a I need a nice security blanket, an insurance blanket to feel good about myself. Maybe Matt Davis has some branded State Farm blankets. He absolutely does. He's got tumblers. He's got koozies. He's got blankets. <laughs> Matt's got a great business, and he's going to help you take care of all of your insurance needs go to the og insurance.com and you'll be taken care of uh just like our guy troy yeah. saving, saving 40 percent. i can't promise everyone's going to save 40 percent. but all you gotta do give him a shout give him a call give him that number because you know i can't read to save my life 919-779-8277 insuregarner.com or yeah. the og give him a call figure out how he can save you money he's there for you also home field check him out homefieldapparel.com Use that promo code OG23. Again, that's OG23 to save 15% off your order. And uh, Homefield's got a new NC State shirt coming out. They got these mini collections that they're dropping uh, like once a day. The the 70s were an interesting time. They really were. So at at 10 (laughs) o'clock tomorrow, 10 o'clock Friday, they've got a new mini drop. They got this ringer tee where it's like toughy. I don't know. Is he hitchhiking in this thing? It does. There's a lot of hitchhiking 
60s, Energy. 70s vibes. Well, shout out to Jeremy Markovich, NC Rabbit Hole. He recently did a story. He had a newsletter about these stickers that were not officially licensed. And I'm pretty sure that that's where this design kind of came from. One of these like weird... I have it in the building. Yeah. So the... I, I think that's how, where that T-shirt came from. I'm gonna have to hit up. I'm gonna have to hit up Homefield to see where exactly that came from. I might buy it. It's so weird that I might actually do it. You Just, know what you need to do? Use the code OG23. Get yourself 15% off. And you know what happens with Homefield? You're gonna get all kinds of offers love and it. discounts after you make that initial purchase. I, I absolutely love that Lavelle Moments is hanging out in the background of the shot, getting his picture taken with yeah, everything else. I, I do love that. I am, we are gonna do mixtape. So I just got to make sure that I can get Caleb. Because I'm going to have Caleb play mixtape. Your son. Yes. The oldest son. He's uh, he's my oldest son, and he's going to be in uh, he's in the marching band. So okay. I just got to go grab him. So I don't know. We, we'll, we'll, go, we'll, we'll, we'll try to make that happen. Can you get Caleb, my son? He's in the back corner with the soccer guys. So I would appreciate that. I get him bring down so he's going to play mixtape. In the meantime, okay. let's talk a little, uh, little Panthers, shall we? All right, so uh, Frank Reich met with the media yesterday and talked about Bryce Young. He had full participation in practice uh, yesterday. My guess is if he's a full participant, then there's really... Full participation on a Wednesday, it usually means. That would tell me he's going to start. Here's Reich on what's up with Bryce Young. He's made good progress. I think he, you know, he feels better. But there's nothing like getting out in the field. You know, I, I know he tested it a little bit yesterday with the, you know, he did some things. But there's nothing like getting out in the field and you know, going through a practice. And so, you know, we'll, we'll get him out there. And, uh, you know, credit to Bryce for, you know, being ready. I mean, really, uh, at the beginning, we were thinking one to two weeks, uh, thinking it could be more too. But, you know, he's done everything he can do to get back here. Um, so he obviously wants to be out there. We want him out there, um, you know, as long as he's ready to go and play winning football. And uh, so... You know, we'll see what he can get done out there today and then see how he responds to it and then know more tomorrow. So that's Frank Reich, head coach, Carolina Panthers. He said, we'll know more when he gets out there tomorrow. That obviously was from yesterday. Again, full participant in practice. They're going against, going up Back against home, the, going against a terrible Minnesota defense. But the, why not? The, the problem, the problem is they were going up, they were going up against a depleted defense in Seattle and they still had a hard time moving the ball. And that would be my concern going forward. It's not, ju- it's not a gimme. Knowing what we know from the Carolina Panthers so far, nothing, no, no, is, nothing a gimme is easy at this them. point. And at 0-3, it, it's getting real right now. And Frank Reich was actually asked about that, uh, a sense of urgency. Hey, this urgency that we're talking at 0-3, this isn't a new theme. Like, we've been talking about urgency since training camp. And a little bit of that is just um, by as a coaching staff knowing – it always comes down not 0 and 3. You don't you're not thinking you're going to start out 0 and 3, but that's what we need to feel when you have that 0 and 0, 1 and 0 mentality. You need to feel urgency every day, every week, and don't fall into the trap of the routine and a long season. You know we have to have the urgency, and then all of a sudden you're 0 and 3. That's like throwing gas on the fire. You know we already feel the urgency. This is what I hope it is. We already feel urgency. But now there's a little gas on the fire. And so um, we have to respond accordingly. How coach speaky was that, Joe? That was awesome. Gas on the fire. <laughs> I, the, the thing that I want people to understand, and I think we're finally getting around to it, is that this Carolina Panthers team is not what 
the most optimistic view in the summertime would lead you to believe. And now that we've seen them play three regular season games and it's entirely possible they start the year out on four, that's the only way we can talk about Bryce Young is honestly what group is he with, right? What kind of wide receivers is he working with? What's the situation on the offensive line? And nobody wants to hear pundits talk about it, which is why I loved that Cam Newton, former quarterback for the Carolina Uh-oh. Panthers, went on with former Seattle Seahawk K.J. Wright and talked about the current state of the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to play this clip that was on social media, and I want people to play, pay really close attention to what Cam Newton has to say about the group Bryce Young is working with. Tell me, though, what are you saying with your squad right now? I believe in Bryce, but I think you have to raise him with care. A person like Bryce could be scarred just like any other quarterback could be scarred if thrown to the wolves too early. Hell, you had a perfect example of this. Russell Wilson came into a system that he he inherited. He inherited a good situation. We all know anytime you're the first pick, that means you're going to a shit team. Peyton Manning went through it. All the number one picks went through it. But I think when you're dealing with a talent like Bryce Young, it's the long tenure rather than right now success. To look at your roster, you had your year 2011. You had future Hall of Famer Steve Smith. You had Gio, D'Angelo Williams. When you look at Bryce, does he have somewhat of enough around no. him? Not even close. No. I see the receiver skill set, yes. You see the Thielen, you see Clark, but from top to bottom, for him, it's not, it's not set up for him to be successful, especially not his rookie year. Everything that Carolina is and building, Will they get to that point? Yes. But right now throwing, you know, him into the rules like and expecting instant success, that's not the quarterback position, unfortunately. So that was Cam Newton with KJ Wright, former Seattle Seahawk on his podcast. And he didn't even let KJ Wright finish his question about the wide receiver group or what what Bryce Young has around him. He just straight up said no. And I'm glad he put it that way because I think hopefully people will see what Cam's saying. It's not bitter. Cam loves the Panthers. He's just straight up saying, like, nah. Yeah, this is the gift of the Magi. They, they had to give away Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore to get Bryce Young. And the yeah. two players that can help Bryce Young the most right now are DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. Can they get it in the draft, though? Can they make... Oh, can they make a free agent splash? Do they have those? Things? I feel like they're going to have to make a free agent That's splash. That's where it's going to That's where it's going to happen. Let's uh, thank Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovia's and Jillio as we're broadcasting live from Enlo. Uh, if you're looking to buy a house, and I see lots of for sale signs in this area because this area in, uh, in Raleigh is really on, on, the, on the way up. Hometown Realty can help you out in that regard. So check them out, myhtr.com. They make it dead simple for you to understand. I was going to say, you, you know me. I don't like to overcomplicate things. No, you when don't. When there's a toggle literally in the middle of the screen that says buy or sell. And also, don't sell yourself short if you're the seller. No. Okay? No. Don't, don't take, like take a one of these nonsense offer offers that you see from France or Germany. No, don't do that. We'll give you this money right now. Yes. Well, why are you? Well, no, wait, go why are you check so out Hometown Realty. It's myhtr. Com. Also, fiddle around with that mortgage calculator, man. Make you smarter. And speaking of buying a house, maybe you need to close on a refinance, the house itself. Whitaker and Hamer can take care of that. We're going to talk to Whitaker and Hamer next week, I think, because I want to get into those IRS implications of selling tickets. Apparently, I got to shut down my side business here now. So I got to make sure. Isn't that how we paid for all of our equipment? I think so. The, the side hustle. The resale. Selling, <laughs> the side hustle of selling tickets and everything like that. So again, go check them out online. 
Whitaker and Hamer. WH, that lawyer, man. Come on. They're so smart. They got the best URL going. I do love that. I del- Okay, so we're still going to do mixtape. We need more Ovius. Yes, We. who needs more? We have my son, Caleb. Everyone. Hanging out. Hi, Caleb. How are you, man? Let's pick up the microphone. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. All right. So you're in the marching band. You play trumpet. How do you feel about your show so far? Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. We're going to see something new on Friday night? You might. You might. So How like did you team. react to uh, Enlo's first win? I wasn't there. Oh, no. Yeah, I wasn't there. So here's what's <laughs> this is where the now Caleb will appreciate this. What does Abuelo love to talk about? The cursing, the, jinx, the jinxing. You have not attended a game in which they've won. Yeah, I have not. So if this were P.O.B.O., he would tell you, you're the reason why they don't win football games. Yeah. <laughs> so should we get you out here Friday or not? Absolutely. No, I think yeah, Mr. Hunter. It, man. Uh, I think Mr. Hunter would not appreciate that. All right. You want to play? Uh, you want to play mixtape? Yeah. Okay. Are you familiar with mixtape? Oh, wait, real quick, real quick question. How many people back here even know what we do? I. Uh, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, some people know. I know some people know. Do you know what I do? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but sometimes I wonder. Sometimes I wonder. The youths are in a podcast, Joe. So I have heard. You know what I discovered today, by the way? What? I had a fr- I had a mild freak out today because I went onto our YouTube page to set things up and it had like 67 videos hidden and I couldn't access them. Did you get demonetized? No. Look where I'm plugged in. I'm on the school network. Uh, I got firewalled. So I'm serious. Like, I was like literally freaking panicking. out. Like, Joe saw me. He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, where'd all our videos go? Oh, they, they I wouldn't let me like access. Everything, yeah. they, everything was blocked. Yeah. How do you get around that? Can't uh, tell. I mean, a VPN. Do I go? Do I go? Do I Do I just go to cell phone? Take it off the Wi Fi? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's, that's the easiest way. Is that how you goof off in school? You go off the Wi Fi? You can't in like, there's like data blockers. Oh, for real? Yeah. Out here, <laughs> out here, probably you could. But like inside the school, you can't do shit. Oh, Caleb. <laughs> what? <laughs> he knows there's no FCC rules. <laughs> what? Warms my heart. It warms my heart oh, that you cursed on the podcast. I'm, I'm sorry. It's I'm okay. Sorry. No, it's I'm perfectly sorry. fine. It just means that when I go to YouTube, I have to mark the, is there inappropriate language? Oh. Mild inappropriate language <laughs> from my son. All right, let's do the OG mixtape. Uh, this is from uh, Stacy Graphics House. She, yeah. we don't have the rights to play the music. You can you, hear, right? You can hear the headphones. Yeah, the headphones right yeah. now. Country here. Or you go on the other one. We're gonna go all the way. Okay. We're gonna go all the way. All right. So uh, Stacy's gonna read the lyrics. Uh-huh. If you know the song, just tell me what it is. For you, I'll let you give me an artist. An art. All right. All right. An artist, because I know you don't name names of songs unless they're Deftones songs or Tame Impala okay, songs. Okay, okay, but okay. it's not Tame Impala. It's not Deftones. So here we go. It's like I'm 17 again, peach fuzz on my face, looking on the case, trying to find a hella taste. Oh, my God, I'm on the chase. Chevy, it's getting kind of heavy. Relevant, selling it. Dipping away, time keeps slipping away. Zipping the safe, flipping for pay. Tipping like I'm dripping in paint. All right, give me an artist. Dude, I have no clue. I have no <laughs> if idea. If I go to the chorus, maybe. Let's see. I, let's see if J- Mr. Joe does the may, chorus. Maybe, maybe. So what? We get drunk. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, what? I we know smoke the, weed. I know the song. I, I just couldn't tell you What's the name who of the it song? is, who it's by. Living young and wild. By who? And free. And Snoop and Wiz Khalifa. Oh, okay, 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 <laughs> okay, okay, okay. 
I, I, I know I, the song. I know the song. I know where we messed that. We should have had Stacy do Playboy Cardi. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, or, the only, the only modern artist creator. I have her doing is Morgan Wallen. That's she's true. From East but you don't listen to country. No, no, no. He's, he's my boy. Uh, <laughs> he does not do country. All right, like, Caleb, are you glad we got you out of class? Absolutely, yeah. What are you missing right now, anyway? Music theory and lunch now. Oh, but I like oh. music theory. Oh, go get lunch. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, even... I'm pretty sure we ran out of Elio's. So, no, we got one more. We got one more. Okay, pretty sure. Yeah. As soon as he gets home, it's 3 30. He's cooking up an evening. It's time. Well, I got, uh, I got rehearsal. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. You do have rehearsal. I forgot my uh, water bottle and shorts. So, yeah. I know what you're doing after the show, especially since we're live. Come on, man. <laughs> really? Especially really? since we're live today. Mm-hmm. All right. You got to stay hydrated. I'll go get you your water bottle and stuff like that. And my shorts. They're on my bed. No, you're going to go sweat your jeans. Oh, okay. okay, 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 okay. <laughs> At some point, you got to learn your lesson. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Get out of here. Love you. Bye. Love you, too. (laughs) Sirens are coming for you. All right. Let's, um, where are we? I'm completely, completely discombobulated. Okay. Let's do, uh, we're going to get out of here on some Hey Joe questions. We're going to get out of here on some Hey Joe questions. Yeah. Thanks to Anthony over over at Oakwood Pizza Box. Speaking of pizza, go to oakwoodpizzabox.com. Which, by the way, if you're listening on the podcast version little bit of a programming change on thursdays now we are going to include picks and pizzas picks and pizza on the main podcast okay so thursdays are going to be mega shows we do like a normal show like we typically do and then at the end we're going to add on picks and pizza where anthony's going to have some nfl picks josh goodson uh, rtp mortgage from rtp mortgage he's going to hang out yeah and he's going to do some college picks so all that's going to be coming your way here in a little bit. So because we are doing this live on YouTube, oh, we got today, comments. We have comments that we can show. Uh, shout out to Jason who pointed out that Enlo has three wins. Yes, you're absolutely oh. correct. I I totally understood that. Oh uh, yeah, you got the the mascot head too. Oh too. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna we're gonna close out on that. We've got uh, what classes are they missing? I don't know what half these kids are missing. Although I found out with Caleb that uh, he is missing music theory. Um, and then uh, what else we got here? Ah, here we go. From Keenan. Duke and Notre Dame is going to be defined by a very small margin. I actually agree with that statement. I do okay. agree with that statement. And let's see, we got Ryan. Clearly, we got a, we got some Enlo parents out here. Oh, no, this is Enlo staff. Although, hey, Ryan, shouldn't you be, shouldn't you be teaching right now? <laughs> shout, shout out to Ryan who's watching this while we're, uh, while we're doing the show. And, yes, soccer is undefeated and ranked number three oh. in the state. That's very, very awesome. Uh, back to Jason, Ryan Clark, the reason the team's culture is so welcoming. Yeah, look, talking to, to Ryan Clark earlier about Enlo football, got to love that. Uh, from Deborah, Coach Clark is the real deal. He truly cares about all the students. Go Eagles. We got Will Taylor who wants us to come out to Sanderson. Do we have any connection to Sanderson? I don't know if we have Sanderson yeah, I don't hookups. I don't think so. I'm, I'm already in trouble with my Garner people, so uh, yeah, that's yeah, going to have to be yeah. the next stop. From M. Davis, like father, like someone who came to the cursive. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is true. That That is true. Uh, from Justin, hey, John, after Matt Rule's interview last week about praying with the players, is he the football equivalent to Michael Scott? You know what? He kind of is. He kind of is. An authentic New York slice. In that super <laughs> problematic episode that you're referencing, yes, he, he kind of is like that. And uh, back to Jason. All guests should sign off. Love you too. Yes. But we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Anyway, thanks to everybody who uh, was listening today. And I think before we get out of here, we're going to close it out on one thing. If we're going to do like the full game day experience. Oh, yeah, show, yeah. 
Don't we have to go full You're game? You're in charge. Bitch? Yes. Where's the where, where's right the, where's you. the eagle head? It's right in front can of you. Hand me the eagle head here. I'm gonna take this off. You probably should take your glasses off. I'm gonna off take too. my glasses off. Here we go. All right, you have to stand up and face the crowd too. <laughs> we did it. We did it. All right, on that note, let's close out the show. Go Eagles. All right, Joe, it's time to talk some college betting lines with our friend Josh Goodson, RTP Mortgage. Hi, Josh. What's up, guys? How y'all doing? I'm I'm getting into this gambling thing. Don't be surprised. Oh, God. I mean, I'm getting ready. It's it's coming next year. I have to start are, getting ready for this. Are you getting into knowing about gambling or actually getting into gambling? No, Joe knows me better than that. <laughs> uh, well, Just knowing. Once following. We, once we get into hockey season, this goes live. I want you to give me the Will Sebastian Ajo score first period over under oh, that kind of stuff. Because that's how I'm going to pay for my beer at games. There you go. I mean, honestly, that's how I'm going to do it. That's how I'm going to do it. All right, let's just go ahead and start with Friday's game, shall we? NC State, Louisville, Cardinals, minus three guys. What are we doing here? There isn't an outcome that would surprise me in this game. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to take the gambling equivalent of copping out. I think Louisville gives up points. Okay. I think State's offense is not good, but I do think they will score points in this game. Uh, because Louisville gave up 34 to Georgia Tech, who I don't think is great shakes. They give up 28 to BC, who mm-hmm. I don't think is great shakes. Bradley Rosner did not really do anything against Virginia. I could see him scoring in the red zone in this game. Bradley Rosner is an anytime touchdown plus 240. So I'm going Bradley Rosner, anytime touchdown. That is, so, that is a cop out. <laughs> <laughs> like, what I couldn't it? find the team total. I would have gone states to your. Well, the team total, if you you can extrapolate it, it's probably twenty or NC State or Louisville. Is that who I would have gone states over? In so the team it's probably twenty six. If the if the total's twenty nine, if the total's fifty five, twenty nine to twenty six is their implied outcome. So it's probably twenty six. I would still. I think they'll score four times. I think State will score four wow. times in this game. Night game. They'll be fired up. The blackout. If they the, score twenty, the, the if they score the over twenty six, they're winning. The glow in the dark, you know numbers. that, right? If they score over twenty six, they're probably winning. But, but what's NC State's history with special uniforms? Well, this is the exception it's not because basketball. it's Louisville. <laughs> true. Louisville's the only team they're allowed to wear black against. This is true because the won't only it's exception. This is not at Cole Fieldhouse wearing <laughs> <Yeah>. black. Uh, <laughs> Like this like is jerseys. This is the only exception. <laughs> no, but I would not be surprised either way. Like I literally created something called the Law of the Wolf. Like, and, then, and I was going to bring are up taking a shit on state after oh, last yeah. week, and they should be because mm-hmm. they played like shit against a shitty team. Okay, quite frankly, and I get that you don't see it that way, and that you were there and you're all excited. <laughs> I get that. Can I not? Can we? And you're gonna. I know you were about to fade the hell out of Virginia this week as well. But the truth of the matter is, they played poorly. Against a bad team. So why would I have any faith in somebody that played poorly against a bad team? Other than this law that I created. <laughs> this is this is your law. <laughs> this is right. They're does, coming home. Does it have a Wikipedia entry yet? They're coming home. Nobody really believes in them. But they do play well at night. I said I said I mean, no one loses more when they win than NC State. And that is accurate. Because that is accurate. you would have thought... F- this was an 0-14 coming back to Raleigh mm-hmm. from Charlottesville last week based on the fan reaction and such. So 
Which gets to my mystery prop of the week. Oh, God. <laughs> Dave Doran at NC State beat okay. Louisville on Friday. Yeah. Chances Dave Doran says, you going to enjoy the win now? A follow-up to last Friday. Yeah. Yes or no? Oh, we'll get salty, Dave. Oh God, he, he's waiting. Chesty. He's he's already planning. Chesty, he's Dave. planting the seeds. Last yes. week was just planting the seeds to be salty the rest of the year. <laughs> he's gonna go harder in the paint with more local media there. I have no. Well, they don't do anything post game in oh, person. That's right. It's all Zoom anyway, right? So, right. You don't care. Yeah. Um. No, I I'm legitimately I will not be surprised either way by the outcome of this game. All right. I'm taking right. state money line. Duke Notre Dame. Notre Dame is minus five and a half. I've gotten every Duke game wrong <laughs> this year. Every well, single one. Elko covers, right? Great teams, uh, good teams win, great teams cover. Mike Elko, you've pointed this out several times, Joe, that Elko's Duke team is like a Vegas they're anomaly. A, they're a cash machine. They really are. Well, Duke, even with like vintage Cutcliffe, it was the same type thing. No one, a lot of people, especially like public people, saw, still saw Duke. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize they had talent. And, I haven't watched a lot of Duke, but it's been amazing that they're the little I have. The twenty-two that they put on the field, their 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 first string, they're fast, pretty good. They look fast, and, and I think you've they went and portaled, right? They got a really when, well. When you get a kid from Miami, right, and replace that, it with someone who was on Duke, you're probably upgrading in some capacity, probably speed or you know at, at least, and that thing. Um, I'm taking another cop out in this, but I, but I can't. Can you figure out Duke? <laughs> no. I can't really figure out Notre Dame either. Are you worried about Notre Dame have poured it out? Because like in they, a, in, a they in another mm-hmm. world, in a non I don't know about Duke thing, I would look at this and say Notre Dame just had their heart ripped out at home. That's why I was curious about the number being so low, five and a half. Typically, the public is going to look at Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame. Yeah, nobody really thinks about Duke. Nobody's paying attention to Duke. I, there's no way people are paying attention to Duke beyond what happened in this season opener against Clemson. Duke so I'm is actually a, surprised it's that low. Duke is a power rating. Now, this is like gambling term. Please teach me, Josh. Duke is a power rating. It's like Kim because Pom. They've think, been hammering think, people. think Kim Pom yeah. to an extent. They are a power rating machine. They're they're great in success rate. They're great in limiting explosive. Oh, and so they're ranking high in everything. So their they power rating is a better number. So yeah. they're an their S&P, power rating is pretty high. They're an S and P plus darling. Yes, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. They're a metric. I think okay. Bill Connolly came out this week literally and said because his his stuff all, is the same type power rating thing, but also still has a lot of preseason projections yeah, baked yeah, into yeah, yeah. it. And I think he came out and put a graphics. It's like. If you take out preseason projection, mm-hmm. Duke is a top 10 S&P plus team this year because of all the things we've talked about, like that help turnover luck. All these things combined. Duke is a great power rating team right now. Mm-hmm. And his why the number is five and a half. Well, it's interesting you bring up the power rating versus the power rating because Conley was also making that argument about Notre Dame and their loss to Ohio State. Like Ohio State gained nothing, nothing right. from the win. Uh, this it, it's It's weird. Your eyeballs, they won the game on the road. You give them credit, yet in the S&P world, they actually get knocked a few pegs because yeah. statistically it was a toss-up game and they're not going to get any credit for that. And Notre Dame's been good at that. I'm going to I'm gonna take Notre Dame. I, I think that they play in enough of these spots yeah. that I don't, I'm not necessarily worried about the hangover. And Duke, Duke is hosting game day. How can, I mean, this is their biggest home game in what? 
forever. forever. Like, I just don't. I think that Duke is, I think Notre Dame is more ready for the limelight. And I think the record, the Notre Dame record against ACC teams over the last five years is insane. Mm-hmm. And usually they cover in these spots. How many times has UNC been to Chapel Hill? And we're like, hey, UNC has a chance and they're going to be good. And what do they do? They run the ball 40 times and gain 250 yards and win going away. I'm until I see Notre Dame not do that against an ACC team. I'm going to lay it less than a touchdown. Since we never do well when we have the same side, <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to take, I'm going to take another cop out bet here. I'm going to take the under of 52, which is probably playing to the same. Like, yeah. It's probably betting the same thing. Cause I think it's going to be something like 27 to 13 or something like that, which gets us both, gets us both home. Okay. All right, Josh, what's your best bet of the week? I have I have a mortgage payment. I don't want to pay. Oof. So this is going to cover it. What do you got? This might be dumb because this team struggles when they go to Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Clemson. After not- getting their nuts stomped, you're going to go to Clemson. Laying seven. <laughs> it's a lot of confidence, man. <laughs> I actually think Clemson looked good last week. And they I understand did. they got their nuts kicked in, but Will Shipley still good and Klubnik actually finally looked like what we all thought that he probably is supposed to look like whenever he got in over DJ. I mean, he made one throw in the end of the half. Now, obviously he had the play where he got blindsided strip sack and Mm -hmm. it leads to the touchdown. But I think before that he gets hit every time on that drive and just makes dime pass after dime pass. I I don't know what it is. Like Dabo somehow is able to get his team still fired up on things. And I don't think they're necessarily going to quit. I'll see it one week. Give me one week, right? If they, um, if they quit I'm, here, then they quit. I'm with you. If we're sitting here talking about poured out games, Ohio state, Notre Dame, who's to say, actually we talked about this on the podcast earlier in the week, that Florida state game for Clemson was a, let's remind you that we're, we're, still Clemson. we're yeah. not done. You can, you can talk all the talk, but we always find our way back to the ACC championship game. They played their best game of the season. Kate Klubnik arguably had his best game yeah. of the season up until he got knocked out and fumbled the ball. That was on him. Yeah. I don't see how you bounce back from that after you poured it out and lost. I uh my, I pay my mortgage. <laughs> RTP mortgage. <laughs> RTP mortgage. Thank you. Josh Goodson, you can give him a call 252-361-1415. It's actually his real number. Or just go to rtpmortgage.com. This is also where I feel obligated to point out his NMLS number is 1569995. Uh yes, I have my mortgage with Josh. Because at just as many things other than even maybe even including gambling, as you look at our records, not great at. So I, I asked for help. I asked for the experts help. And this isn't a great market right now, Josh. But that doesn't mean that people shouldn't give you a shout or go to RTB Mortgage and figure out what they could do to improve their situation. Yeah, there's opportunity everywhere. I always tell everybody it's a great time to buy. And that's mm-hmm. not just sales guy. Prices are going to go up. You can always change your rate. You can always refi. There's always other stuff you can do to get a better mortgage payment right now. Buy downs, points, whatever you name it. I can help you out. All right. So that's rtpmortgage.com. So check out Josh Goodson. So my bet the mortgage of the week. I'm going the opposite way from you. Okay. In terms of a team, I'm picking a team not to bounce back. Okay. Ole Miss, a lot of fanfare. They played Alabama last week. This feels like don't let one loss turn into two. How many Mm. times have we seen NC State play Clemson? in the heyday and then have to play, you know, Lamar Jackson or Florida state the next week. And they look like a steaming pile of trash (laughs) body body blows. Yeah. They just facing that physical team the week before for sure. So Ole Miss hosts LSU. I happen to think LSU is actually the best team in the SEC. Mm. Yes. I said it. I think they're better than Georgia this year. This is two and a half. I know the book is begging you to take LSU. I don't think Ole Miss recovers from the Alabama performance. I don't see them bouncing back. I do see LSU putting it on them. 
this week in my RTP mortgage. Bet the mortgage. Bet of the week. I hope you win it for the family. <laughs> yes, my <laughs> literally my family and my mortgage company. <laughs> See you next week, Josh. Thanks, guys. All right, from college picks to NFL picks, Anthony Guerra, Oakwood Pizza Box, hanging out with us here in studio. What's up, Anthony? Hey, guys, how we doing? Thank you're prob- you for having me. You're probably wondering why I'm here. Yeah, I'm, I, I like your post is better with you there. I feel like I, I, I cover up the clock. That clock is something. <laughs> that, that clock is legendary. Did you notice that I fixed the shelf? Yes. Yes. So it, the shelf is a little bit more level now. Yep. Yeah. Got some shims in there. Yep. Yep. So you, don't have, you don't have to worry about the lava lamp falling on you at any point. I was concerned. <laughs> I didn't know. If it was, is it toxic inside of the lava lamp? It depends, the on, break on it, you? it depends on which version of the lava lamp you have. Okay. My it, mother scared me as a child. I always, I'm afraid of lava lamps. She, I don't know why, but she always made that like a thing. Like it's poisonous inside. Like as if, if you pop the top, yeah, you're going to have a problem. Why, why would you want to pop the top? Uh, cause I was told not to. I want winners. All right, let's get to those props. What do you got, Joe? All right, I'm going to try a tr- a tried and true hockey bet. When a guy plays his old team, take that guy. Mm-hmm. Right? We've seen this all the time in hockey. Oh, man, I-, I spent 14 years in Toronto. I'm going to be really fired up to play Toronto today. Calvin Ridley taking on his old team, the Falcons. I don't know why we haven't been betting on Calvin Ridley this whole time since he is a gambler. Number 65 and a half, you're saying, Joe, his, his targets have gone down each week. His yardage has gone down each week. I don't care. He's playing his old team. This one's 65 and a half. I'm taking the over for Calvin Ridley's receiving yards. Did Calvin take the over as well? Or? I think so. <laughs> and I think he was fading himself the last two weeks. Okay. So okay. He, had, he had 101 in the opener, 32, and then 40. His targets have gone from 11 to 8 to 7. I don't care. I'm on the Calvin Ridley train this All week. Right. I want winners. All right, so I have to take my prop, Joe. I'm going to go with keep riding the horse that got you here, right? Stay with the girl who, who keeps getting you great things. <laughs> Dance from mine. <laughs> yeah, whatever the saying is. Who cares? <laughs> Listen, all I'm going to say is Miami Dolphins. Listen, is, is this the Shula days of the Dolphins? 70 points last Super week. Super duper. Su- oh, what? A- Listen, the Marx Brothers. Larry Zonka might be back there in the backfield. I don't know. Let's. I'm going with them. Uh, Tua is one and a half. I'm taking the over on touchdowns. Give me my guy Tua. Does he qualify for comeback player of the year? He might probably. He might. I'm, I'm too MVP. Bu- He's got to stay on the field though. That's the thing. And a I'm, lot of I'm too left. busy. Uh, shout out to uh, w- one of our many lawyers, Jay, who's a lifetime's Dolphins fan, who texted me last night and he's like, "So when does this end?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm." I am absolutely preparing for a Tua Tokovailoa injury. But now that Anthony is is making this one of his props, uh, I can hear my dad already. Today. I can hear my dad already. Oh, that, jin- that, you've jinxed him. That pizza guy. <laughs> the pizza guy. That, I, that pizza guy jinxed him. He's been on the Dolphins all year, I, though. So. I have been betting him the whole year. Okay. Listen, when I saw that head coach, you see him when they, at halftime when the cameraman was staring at him and he gave him the interview and yeah. he just gave him a quick look and he's I'm going to beat you to the locker room. <laughs> They're beating everybody in everything. When your head coach is that kind of speed, I mean, listen, Terry Kill is inspired to go faster. A-Chain, A-Chan, however he wants to pronounce his name now. He did a great game. I've been calling his name. Two chains. Two chains. Let's go. The offense is unstoppable. 
You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. All right, for my lock of the week, I'm going to the NFC South. I do not believe in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I do not believe in them. I know they're 2-1. I do not believe in them. They're not a good football team. I don't think the Saints are a great team either, and I get it. We got an injury with Derek Carr. I think the Saints, a home three, take care of business in this division game. Give me the Saints, minus three. Ooh, you believe in them after this week, though? I do. I don't believe in the Bucs, period. I, I don't, their coach is not good. Yeah. Their offense is not good. Baker I Mayfield don't regressed. buy anything Tampa Bay related. You don't believe in the ex-Jet coach, Todd Bowles, <laughs> turning do, this around? I the do, mastermind? I do not. And I'm quite frankly, I'm stunned that they're 2-1. and one. I thought they would be the 0-3 the team like the Panthers in that division. But they're not. So credit to them. But this game, Saints at home taking care of business. Minus three. Lock it up. I foreshadowed my lock. Tua. Over touchdowns. This is a trap game. Them getting points in Buffalo is a trap for me, but I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to run through it. I don't care. Give me three points. Give me the Dolphins going into Buffalo. Mind you, I did some extra research. Weather Channel, not a sponsor, should be a channel. It should be of the game. 75 degrees in Buffalo. They're going to play fast. 75? Yeah. High is 75. Sunday, 1 o'clock. Let's go. So this is this is not the uh, playoff game where it was freezing no. and, and Jalen yeah. Waddle was like, I don't really want to play football no. today. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to bet Miami, as long as the weather is nice, I'm going with the Dolphins. I'm betting them with the weather. That's you're, it. You're 2-0 this year taking the Dolphins. I like, I like the premise. And now, of course, it's time for your Jets. Oh, God. Play the sounder. That gets you fired up, doesn't it? Oh man, I I oh, oh man. did Aaron Rodgers get you fired up on his McAfee show Uh-oh. appearance? Listen, oh. I, I think Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I I want Aaron Rodgers on my team. I want him doing all my media stuff. I want him on around all everything. I wish that he was the head coach because I promise you, even though he's saying <laughs> oh, to relax and to be calm and to be collected, listen, he would not play Zach Wilson and let him do this on the field. No way. The play calling would be different. There's no way. You got to go to anyone else at this point. What are their options? Oh, uh, listen. Sign somebody off the street. Did you see Mike White slinging it for uh, the Dolphins in the run-up? You stole my thunder right here because that (laughs) argument for those who did not watch the Jets last year, and I did watch the Jets, when Mike White played for the Jets with the same talent as Zach Wilson, he would throw for three to 400 yards. Even Joe Flacco moved the football with the same players. You are looking at a guy in Wilson, unfortunately, who had a great lead-up to the draft. The guy was running around in shorts and a t-shirt with no defenders on the field, running to the left, roll right, spin, one-handed, no look, 90-yard pass, whatever the hell they saw, none of that matters in football. He can't hit an open receiver. He's not good. And now Namath is calling him out. You got Tiki Barber. Walking off the set. Your guy. Your guy. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, Joe Benigno did. <laughs> he did go below the belt on SNY the other day where he's like, he pulled the, if you missed this clip, it was, you know, pure New York sport. This is why New York sports talk is the dominant form of sports talk because there's no city quite like New York and how they go about these things. I didn't like that Joe was like, what game were you working? And what happened to be on at that same time? So don't tell me that you analyzed the game. I'm like, buddy, that's why Tiki got mad. 
And, and listen, Tiki can get as mad as he wants. Tiki's take is terrible on this. <laughs> Joe Beningo is correct on this. Tiki's, but you ride Tiki's for Joe, going Joe Beningo's soft. one of the. I'm yeah, sorry. but this is a classic. Joe Beningo on late night. Here's another hot take for all of the deep dives. I used to listen to Joe Beningo on the overnight. My father used to call in from the market. My dad works nights. Called Beningo on the overnight. He was great on the overnight alone. Beningo and Evan Roberts rough. However, <laughs> rough. Evan Roberts, rough. You know, Anthony, I usually agree with your taste on things, with the exception of this one sports talk take. Oh, no, it's no, the no. only one I have a problem no, with. No, but this no, is but classic. Was... This is classic New Yorkers watching something. No, but you're trying to tell them, no, 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 you just don't understand that Zach Wilson isn't actually that bad. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, no, he's, he's, terrible. he's terrible. Stop you, propping him up and get somebody yeah. else don't lie out to me. there. Don't lie to me. Right. I might not know the X's and O's like uh, Mike McCarthy does, right? Sure. Uh, the, the great Sean Payton. <laughs> I don't understand football like the great one. Coach Payton nails it. But, like, I see... What, this is what I don't understand. If I'm a bad quarterback, right? I'm an average quarterback. I'm hiding in the league. I got paid a lot of money. I have an arm. I can throw the ball. And you have a wide receiver like Garrett Wilson. Pardon me, but throw him the fucking ball. Yeah. Throw him the ball. Yeah. Give him the ball. Just keep throwing it at him. And I bet you more often than not, if you are not terrible throwing the ball and you throw towards Garrett Wilson most or of the Brees time. Hall. Get, then you open up Brees Hall down low, or Aaron. Uh, you get Alan Lazard outside somewhere. I don't know why Randall Cobb is still on the field. He got blown up on about four or five different screen plays they tried to run. He oh, got absolutely the Aaron Rodgers security blankets. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I if Aaron was playing, I'm sure Randall Cobb would be amazing. Sure, I, yeah, whatever. <laughs> This team, this, by the way, team would still have the same issues if Aaron Rodgers was still the quarterback. It, it, but I think if you move the football around, my argument is if you move the football around and get it to the playmakers, the whole team will start to look a lot better. You're seeing a defense okay. that's about to quit on the coach. Yeah. Because no, everyone in leadership, you always look to, every decision is looked to under a microscope by everybody on your team and everyone underneath you. That's why it's the hardest part of being a leader. Mm -hmm. And right now, so uh, you want to talk to me about bringing in the mentalists and the hard knocks, and we're doing this, and it's all gas, no break. Well, what the hell is going on in offense? How is that all gas, no break? How is that being a leader? How is that being your best? Hey, defense, I need you to be great. You need to be the best. You need to be the best. Oh, you're not going hard. Enough. Oh, Zach Wilson's doing great. I don't know why you're upset. <laughs> Your schedule has not been easy. Brutal schedule. I mean, that's oh, the other part. The, 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 defenses, the defenses they've seen so far are good defenses. Anyway. But then the Cardinals, what, how did the Cardinals happen? Because like, the Dallas Cowboys they started reading it. Well, the, the Dallas Cowboys also start reading their own press. They, sure. they look past that game. And we, we, we talk about this in college all the time. NFL players do the same thing. They're looking at a team that's supposedly tanking. Everybody loves the everybody loves the Cowboys, and they lay an egg. That's what they always do. I mean, Mike uh, Micah Parsons looked like LT. Against the Jets. Yes. LT. I mean, legitimately, yeah. I, I've heard stories of yeah. LT. I mean, I, there's nothing I've seen that's quite like that. I mean, we've had great pass rushers. Your reminder, Wednesday through Sunday, Oka Pizza Box. Go online, okapizzabox.com. Order the square. I, I, I don't know why you would get anything else. That's what our question is going to be related to this week. Have you added the sesames yet to the actual menu? They're on the online menu. Online menu. Perfect. I love it. Soon to be on the online menu. Because we're now even at four and four on the year. We're at, we have a wager, mm -hmm. a season-long wager. If I beat Anthony in our picks, I get to have a menu item named after me. Oh, geez. 
That's so, what he needs. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, we're both four and four on the year now. Minus $40. Ugly. And now uh, we're pushing the chips around the table. If we just took all of your Dolphins picks <laughs> and all of my best bets, we would be fine. All right, let's get to our pizza question of the week. This comes from Bentley on the YouTubes. Jaleo is always talking about the square. Is the dough for the square actually different for the dough for the circle? The dough for the square is not different. Um, it, it goes through a, a longer fermentation, but basically starts off the exact same way. It just branches off a little bit. And I think what makes a square unique is the olive oil that's cooked in in the pan. It took a really it's, long time to find that pan. It's really odd, and I don't think anybody really understands that. The pan itself is brutally difficult to source. Where'd uh, you get it from? Originally, it was from the Bronx. There's a company in the Bronx that makes them, but they made them so well that it was a crappy business <laughs> because you buy one I, yeah. and you, you don't have to replace never it. buy yeah. them again. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're expensive as all get out. They're like 60 bucks, but I bought a bunch of them and I never had to replace them. So they unfortunately went out of business, which then led me on a scramble. So you have to guard those like grim oh, death. Oh yeah, absolutely. Are they on eBay? Uh, not really. Although okay. you see a lot of pizza shops are trading different. There, there is a lot of trading on eBay. Oh, interesting. It's an important thing. Do you, interesting. Do you qualify your circle as a Neapolitan as we talked about last week? Cause there is no olive oil involved or do you not consider your circle? A For it Neapolitan? to be Neapolitan, you have to go to a wood fired oven. Oh, okay. If it goes to a wood fired oven, then I, it you would 100% qualify in every way, shape and form. If it went to a wood fired oven. Okay. I want to start a new segment, Anthony. Uh, we're going to live workshop this year. <laughs> so I'm curious uh, whether it's creative. I'm curious if it's feasible or not. Right. You know, a wise, might, re- might require Anthony working on a day that he's not working on a once in a while. You know, we've done that before. Yeah, <laughs> we have done that. A time but, but a wise man once told us, you know, you can't always give him pizza. Right. That's right. But what if we put different ingredients on the pizza? Ooh. So here's what I'm workshopping, Anthony. Okay. Because I'm trying to catch the viral wave. Okay. And pizza reviews, I've been told, are hot. However, I tell you, don't tell the Washington Post that. I don't think they believe in that. <laughs> well, They're not buying that. It depends on the person. It depends on the person. That's always that's always key here. So what I want to do, and you tell me if this is stupid or not, I want you to find the most exotic ingredients and put it on a pizza to see if it works. Okay. Rattlesnake on a pizza. How do you source a rattlesnake? Crickets on a pizza. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> You're out? I'm dead. You don't want to do I'm that? Dead. I'm dead. Is this like offensive to your New York pizza <laughs> sensibilities? Yeah. What's the most, what is the wildest thing, what's the wildest topping you've had on a pizza? I don't know, wildest? And not pineapple. I, I mean, there's some, obviously, non-traditional pizzas are the great ones. Uh, Frank Pepe's clam pie is a great one, although that is now not radical. Uh, great ones like Chris Bianco does a, it's not radical now, but it was then a red onion and pistachio pizza. That's mm. phenomenal. Interesting. With rosemary. Uh, I'm trying to think about non-traditionals on the fly. Those go up really high. I'm trying to find weird. Cause it's gotta be Who great, was the though. moonlight pizza guy back in the day? Local. He had, he used he to had have some stuff like on a, there. Yeah. Potato and some other yeah, there used exotic. To be a, there used to be a place called Pie Works over in Waverly Place that Kelly and I would go to all the time, and they had a they had a loaded mashed potato pizza. 
and it was actually pretty phenomenal. Like but a, those are like weird things. There's a sliced potato pizza that I could think of. In a, there's a Neapolitan place in the Bronx on Arthur Avenue. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Slice, thin slices, thin. rosemary. Yeah. Yes. Like. I'm just thinking traditional, you know, marinara, dough, marinara, cheese, and then you put, it's like Iron Chef. Okay. You know, it's like today's ingredient is. <laughs> Joe wants to go to the grocery store and, and throw something on there. To see if it I works. don't know who's eating this, but yeah. I, would eat, I would eat it. Like, can you just make a slice? For you, yeah, sure. With that on it? Okay. So if I go to Wegmans and I'm like, yeah, you know if you what, go, I'm interested. If you go up there on Friday, he has slices for lunch. So yeah, you can put everything yeah, on. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I feel, I feel like we might have to try this. I like the lobster tank at Wegmans. Yeah, that's always you fun. want me to. We can expense that, right? Don't we have to spend money? Absolutely. I'll just bring a live. I'll bring a live lobster. Oh, live lobster. Yes. It's a write-off. It's a write-off. Why what not? if I? What if I put a sushi? Seems roll. like a lot of work. What if I put a sushi <laughs> roll on top of a pizza? Would it work? Uh, I mean, there's a guy you you would love him. There's a guy who does this. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Tony Bologna's in in. Uh, he started in. That's not a real name. Tony Bologna. Yeah, that's him. Or Tony something. Okay. In uh, Hoboken. Yeah. <laughs> of course. He has like a taco pizza. Oh, it's like now taco, we're talking. But it's like literally like little tacos on top of a pizza. I can see a, a cheesesteak pizza from Butcher's Market. Taco burrito. It's a taco burrito. Oh, I'm sorry, no, no, a pizza burrito. Pizza burrito. A pizza burrito. I think that's called a calzone. Uh, yeah, yes. it, it okay. feels like it. Or, you know, like I used to eat pizza rolls as a kid. Those were good. A little like rolled up ones you put in them. Anthony's like, I'll give you the slice, whatever you do with it. That's up to you. Yeah, okay. that, that, I'm just out don't attach what my if name I put, to it. What if I put Elio's on top of one of your slices? <laughs> I, used just, to, I used to eat Elio's pizza. I still do all eat time. Elio's. I still, yeah, look, yeah. When, I've, when I've had one too many group <laughs> wagons, it'll be an Elio's kind of night. I'm just saying. Uh, I mean, you can put whatever you want on Elio's. As long as you get it crispy and get red yeah. pepper flakes involved, I yes. mean, you're getting there. Scott, you got to. It's just, well something I, it's just something I'm thinking about because, you know, now that I'm in a constant state of thinking of, well, how can we go viral? How can we go viral? I'm thinking, I don't know, pick, picking up something random at Wegmans and you putting it in the pizza oven might work. Uh, it might. It might be a disaster. Anthony, Anthony it might be a disaster. He hates, he hates the idea. All no, right, I, <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. We'll see you next week. Thank you, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
so he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.